When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Atlas Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the A-List Podcast. I'm Kwani Lunas, Ashrod Blakely, Gary Washburn. We're all here together, slowly counting down the days until the NBA season starts. The calendar dates are circled. We're almost there. But in the meantime, the Celtics have already made a one more move as they prepare for their preseason training camp. They sign Nemus Katea. He is a seven-foot footer. He signed a two-way contract. He's played 20 NBA games over the last two seasons. He was selected by the Kings in 2021, played at Utah State. What do you guys think about this addition? Is this the final piece that the Celtics have been waiting for, or are we still just figuring it out at this point? <laughs> it better not be. It better not be the last piece. Otherwise, uh, we got problems. No, like this, this is what this. I think Celtics fans are going to have to slowly but surely become accustomed to this being the way of the world for Celtics going forward. You are going to have to find players that are much more, uh, I would say, potential as opposed to proven body of work, uh, simply because of the salary cap and the fact that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to monopolize such a significant part of that, that in order to fill out your roster, you're going to have to take guys that you may not have never heard of. Uh, and yet when you start looking at some of the things they can do, uh, there is the promise and the potential for them to be really good. They just don't have the proven body of work yet. And if, if you are, are this young man and you're joining a team like the Celtics, it's an ideal situation if you think about it. You're a young guy who doesn't really hasn't really quite found his basketball home yet. And the big three that you're playing behind, and I'm talking about Al Horford, I'm talking about Przingis, and I'm talking about, of course, time with Robert Williams the third. Each of them at some point is going to miss some time, which may be the opportunity that you're going to need to take advantage of in order to continue to build up confidence that the staff will have in you to potentially be part of their future. Al's going to miss games because of his age. Uh, load management is going to be the issue with Porzingis and Rob Williams. And if you are this young man, you need to make the most of that opportunity. Uh, you need to make the most of those chances where you know you're going to play and those guys are not going to play uh, if, if they're going to be hurt or out of it. So uh, it's a nice addition because I think when you start looking at his body of work, there is the potential for growth. But uh, if you are counting on this to be the difference between you winning a title or not, you got some serious problems, and we need to we need to get you some help. Uh, we need to get you some help for that because that that that's not how this, that's not how this works. Yeah, I think it's a good move in terms of development. They need a young big who's athletic. 
Um, and, you know, he can get, get a seasoning in the G League. We'll see what happens in training camp, whether he can kind of gain a roster spot. Remember, uh, Luke Cornett's on a non-guaranteed deal. So he's like the third big. So that's who he probably would have to beat out for minutes to get kind of a role on the team. And he's on a two-way deal. So he's, you know, he's I think he's limited to, I want to say 45 games or 50 games. You can't play a full season. You're not eligible for the playoffs. So they'd have to, to, to transform his contract to a standard NBA deal for him to be eligible for the postseason. So this is more of a future move, but it's like what the Celtics are doing. They were going to wait until there was an available player in the market that they liked before they use that third two-way contract. And Keita was a guy who was on Sacramento. He was kind of a development player for them. And then they signed JaVale McGee. So they released him to give him a chance to go somewhere else. So this is a good opportunity for him. Like Sherrod said, a good opportunity for the Celtics. But this is obviously, as he said, not a few, not a move that's going to be pivotal for this year, unless this guy really develops into kind of a third center. Um, but if you're looking at, if you're him and you're looking at, okay, I need to be better than Luke Cornett and drain camp. That's what I'm going to do. You know, that's his oh. goal. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens in camp. But I do think they needed a developmental center. They needed somebody they could work on that can soak up some minutes down the road. I don't know if it'll be this season. We'll see how he looks. We'll see whether he's just kind of one of those guys who gets unleashed. You know, remember, uh, you know, a few years ago, Javante Green kind of came into camp and turned a bunch of heads and made the roster out of out of out of nowhere. So uh, we'll see if if that happens. But I think it's a good opportunity for him. And I think the Celtics, you know, you, you want to fill those two way spots with developmental players, and they have a third one uh, in Nikita. I like the fact, Gary, that that you went you, you went a little little you know blast from the past and mentioned Devontae Green. Uh, I'm gonna go even deeper than that, and I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll see your Devontae Green with a Greg Steamsma. Uh, I think that to me, if 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 I'm a guy coming in from the outside the way that you know Kata is going to be coming in. Steensma is my North Star. I want to be like him. And the way that Steensma made his impression in those those meaningless preseason games that nobody cares about except the guy at the end of the bench, he would get three or four minutes and be amazing. And then all of a sudden, you got Kevin Garnett jumping out of, out of the seat. You got Paul Pierce, you know, waving a towel in the game. And the next thing you know, they put you in like more realistic game type situations. And then the legend is born. Keita, the biggest thing that he's going to have to do is he is going to have to maximize every single chance he gets out on the floor to make an impression. Because the thing, here's the thing. You don't want to play well enough to where they think they like you. You want to play well enough to where they feel they need you. And that's to me, is, is for guys that are from the outside looking in, that has to be the mindset. It ain't about make, it ain't about impressing them that, so that they say, hey, yeah, he's a good player. It's about, damn, we really need him on our team. That has to be the mindset. And again, just looking at his track record, I mean, he, second round pick, he went to a school. I mean, you know, Utah State isn't exactly a basketball power. So he's accustomed to having to prove himself in the not so bright lights uh, with mm -hmm. basketball organizations and programs. Uh, this is an opportunity for him to do it on a much grander scale, obviously, with less pressure from the standpoint of I don't have to play great basketball uh, to to show them what I, I got, what I have to do. I just have to play whatever role they need me to play. Uh, and, and that's the thing that a lot of guys like him have to understand. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be a great player. 
you got to be a great role player in whatever role they feel they need from you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he fully understands that, embraces that yet, uh, but he better um, because if he wants to stick around, you know, he will. He'll figure that out because the opportunity is there. Uh, you, as Gary pointed out, you got to beat out Cornette. Okay. I like Luke. Yeah. Bobby Manny loves Luke. Yeah. But <laughs> bottom line is that we're not talking about this insurmountable Mount Everest type yeah. accomplishment that you're going to need in order to stick with this team. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he handles that. Because that, that is going to be one of the more, I think, intriguing positional mm-hmm. battles that will be waged in the, in the preseason and, and potentially in the regular season as well. So definitely not the final piece, but he can figure out where he fits in in this big picture that is their goal for the end of this season. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start, gamesensema.com, or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Moving on, though, I want to honor, we're recording this on a very special day. It's the birthday of Red Auerbach, who was born on September 20th. I love that you wrote he would have been 106 today, which is very interesting perspective. I imagine if he was still here, he'd still be smoking cigars and yelling at somebody as well. You know that. You know that's right. Right, right, no matter how old. (laughs) But just, I would love to hear both of you, just some thoughts on, as the viewers probably know, the listeners also, he was a person that really helped when it comes to the Celtics history of one, integrating the league, but really being a trendsetter when it come to, came to the diversity in the NBA, he was the coach that helped draft Chuck Cooper, which was the first Black player in the league. And then, of course, Bill Russell being the first Black coach, head coach in the NBA. Of course, he had played for the Celtics as well. But he got it. at that In that era in time, he understood what needed to be done when it came to not only the Celtics organization, but the NBA. But from your perspective, what do you think was maybe his biggest impact? Um, not biggest, but maybe more memorable impact for you personally. You got Gary. Well, um, he did a lot, obviously. And um, I think Mr. Auerbach was just a pioneer. Uh, We throw that word around a lot, but he was a true pioneer of the league. He helped build the NBA uh, from its early days, building teams, making that shrewd trade, um, to get Bill Russell. Bill Russell was not drafted by the Boston Celtics, a big myth misnomer. He was drafted by the St. Louis Hawks and traded to the Boston Celtics. So, I mean, anyone that, that, that that's a historic lifetime deal. That's Babe Ruth going from the Red Sox to the Yankees. Like that alone sets uh our back apart from from as one of the great 
managers, coaches, general managers, coaches, team presidents in the history of professional sports. And obviously you talk about the drafting of Chuck Cooper, the naming of Bill Russell as player coach, um, the naming of Casey Jones as coach. Like, like the people have a perception that the Celtics were the white team and the Lakers were the black team in the finals. But if you look <laughs> all through those years, except in 81, the Celtics had a black coach. I mean, Casey Jones, um, they had Cedric, our friend Cedric Maxwell. They had Dennis Johnson. They had Robert Parrish. They had ML Carr, Quinn Buckner. I mean, so whoever Red brought in, who, who, he and Carol Culler, he, he, he brought in players who wanted to win and could win. And obviously the, the situation, the drafting of Larry Bird, uh, where he took him early, he took him in the 78 draft and then convinced him to I mean, then he came back to Indiana state for a year and then signed with the Celtics for the 79, 80 season, one rookie of the year, obviously over magic Johnson, uh, the trade that brought them not only Kevin McHale, but Robert Parrish with the warriors for the rights to Joe Barry Carroll, like moves that are just ridiculously lopsided, but red orchestrated those moves. So not only an amazing general manager, but a pioneer, someone who did not care what the color of your skin was. And, and, and also a legendary figure, the cigar, you know, you hear stories, um, you know, turn up on only the cold water for the visiting showers, turn on the heat in the garden, like any competitive advantage he would use uh, to win because he wanted to win that badly. So, and, and, and people don't remember too, those videos he did, not videos before games. This is when we were kids, Sherrod, on CBS. I mean, when you were a kid, I was. Yeah, when we were kids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you weren't born then. Yeah, you were. You were. You weren't even thought of. I need you, Gary, to let us know what's happening. You read would have instructionals, like kind of videos. Now, now would be on YouTube or something. But before games, he would pull out current NBA players and show them, show fans how to do a pick and roll how to, you know, make the right bounce pass. He would have like Pete Maravich and they, George Gervin, or they would come out and this is crazy. Just as a kid watching in red with, with his cigar would be like, okay, now we want to come over here, set the pick. Like he would have kind of like basketball instructional video. This is what we don't do anymore. I mean, we don't do that anymore. We don't teach the game to young people. Everybody thinks they know the game. The we don't teach bro. the basics, yeah. the mm -hmm. fundamentals of the game like they did back in the 1960s and 70s where they would pull out you know he would and he would come out and he would have a little celtics jacket on and he would tell maravich okay dribble up and then he'd have the other nba player set a pick and it was it was amazing to see that now you think about that as you get older as we all get older and i get older and you're like wow that was really neat and you know back then how they used to do that i used to teach the game so people don't remember that with Red Auerbach, but Red Auerbach did those instructional videos. Um, so just a legendary figure. You can't even, it's like Bill Russell. Like there's not enough words you could say about Red Auerbach. There isn't enough words you could say about Bill Russell. You could keep saying things and there's nothing too much. So uh, just a legendary figure. The the, the big thing uh, about Red that I, I, I'll always appreciate is how, distinctly different the narrative is when you are at the kind of 
as as a kid growing up watching the Celtics, I never really thought about them as being an all white team because when I saw them coming up as a kid, they had no more brothers on the team. They were coached by they were coached by a dude that looked like me. I'm just like, damn, Boston, okay. And so the narrative as we got older, where Boston is like this really like uh, you know about all these race issues in the city and all this other stuff. As a young child, it did not resonate with me because the product that I saw on the floor looked very different than what you were hearing in the streets. And when you move to the area, you realize that there's a distinction that needs to be drawn and spoken about between the organization and the city. They're not one and the same. They are not this one-size-fits-all thing. Uh, the fan base, that's that's another story for another day, but the actual organization, specifically the organization that Red was building, very different, very progressive. Uh, and as Gary, you know, you know, so eloquently pointed out, it all came back to one thing and one thing only. How can I win the damn game? What can I do to light that cigar up and blow it in their face with two, three minutes to go in the game <laughs> game? Because we got this thing wrapped up. What can I do to make that moment real? Mm-hmm. And Red was one of the best to ever do it and one of the first to do it in the NBA to recognize that at the end of the day, it's not about the color of your skin or anything like that. It's about, can you play the game? Can you play and help me win? Can you play and help this organization win? Can you play well enough so we can lift another one of those banners? And Red was willing to do whatever he could to get the best players. He was like, racism is not getting in the way of a win. (laughs) Yes. He's just like, look, you could be, and and, you know, they, they, I remember, uh, They've had many stories about how some of the other owners oh, yeah. around the NBA had issues with the way the Celtics did things because they didn't, you know, particularly with Chuck Cooper. You know, there was lots mm-hmm. of talk about, you know, the owners were given, you know, ownership of the Celtics at the time, brief because they drafted Chuck Cooper. And, he, and the owner was pretty, you know, Walter Brown was pretty clear. I don't call you Brown, Green, whatever. You just want guys who can play the game and win. And that mindset, whether we want to give Red credit for that, that sooner soon that became the mindset of other teams where it really became more about winning as opposed to winning over a segment of your fan base who is going to flip on you the minute you draft so-and-so and they suck and you don't win. So it's like, oh, why don't I just build a winner and see where the fans come? And that's exactly what the NBA has done time and time and time again. And Red and the way he approached team building in Boston was the blueprint. That so many teams tried to replicate, uh, and, and and again, he he doesn't get enough credit for I think the impact of his approach to team building had on the rest of the NBA, uh, and and made it so much more about just finding players who can help you win games versus finding players of a specific, uh, you know, color, so mm-hmm. that that will appease a certain segment of your fan base, uh, even though you're going out there getting your ass with about 25, 30 points. Right. Um, that doesn't make sense. Uh, and, and Red wisely said, you're right. It, it doesn't make sense. And I'm not going to do that. So uh, Red, he gets props, man. He, he's, I mean, he is a, as iconic a legend uh, in Boston and in the NBA as there is. Uh, I'm literally looking in front of me. I have a statue of Red literally in front of me. Uh, of him sitting on the bench. In fact, just so y'all think I ain't BSing. Is it I'm small? Is it like a handheld? Just so y'all can see what's Wait, is it a replica of the one that's in the front of... Where is it? In yeah, Faneuil? Not Faneuil. Oh, the one that you see in the This little fella. Where's the one downtown of him? It's literally sitting in front of me every day when I'm in. No, my where's office. the real one? 
I'm trying to it's remember. Faneuil Hall. It is Faneuil Hall. Yeah. Okay, I'm not losing yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I so, go to Faneuil Hall now. <laughs> yeah. But I've so, seen. And, and again, right, like I said, and he's just such an iconic figure. Uh, means so much to so many. Uh, and even though he gets a lot of credit for the work that he has done to to help bring the NBA to where it's at today, mm-hmm. it still feels like it's just not enough. Yeah. It feels like there should be more acknowledgement of, of what he's done because he really was the lone wolf out there for many years. And, you know, even though he his teams were winning, people still catching catching some heat for doing things that weren't necessarily aligned with the times. Um, but Red, his thing was about just doing what's right and doing what's right to win. Uh, the two went, went, went hand in hand. And, uh, he, and he major props to, to Red, major props. Well, may he continue to rest in peace. And again, I thank you guys for sharing that. But I, it's always good to hear and and kind of relive and rehonor the people that have come before us, especially someone like him. The I totally part- forgot about the videos that Gary was talking about until he brought that up. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember. Are they online? Videos. Do you? What? I imagine they were like VHS, but like someone could have digitized them. Oh, that you can find. Yeah, them. you can see them now. You can yeah. go right YouTube it. Okay. They used to show them. Back back in the olden days when CBS had the rights to the NBA, I know people are like, there's no always been on ABC and ESPN. No, it hasn't. And NBC had it too. Don't forget. NBC and the Jordan had it. Song ever. <laughs> you have to ask yourself who made the worst decision to give up the NBA coverage. Was it CBS before the when before Jordan took off? Ooh. Or was it NBC before LeBron took off? So um Ooh, both of them, I cannot answer both, that. They both got Both of them are bad. Both of <laughs> them are bad decisions because the CB this off the record off CBS decided to do Major it's League Baseball in 1990. They decided to do Major League Baseball and they gave up the NBA because they wanted more time to show baseball mm. and they gave it to NBC. And then suddenly the first the first year of NBC basketball was when Jordan won his first title. And that was it. So, um, but yeah, on the C- before CBS games, it's like the late 70s, maybe the early 80s, they would have these like instructional 30 minute shows with, or even not 30 minutes, maybe like before in their pregame show. And they would have Red out there, mm. literally with current NBA players at the time in their uniforms doing it. Would, I mean, you could you imagine like, you know, having, you know, Greg Popovich out there? With Giannis and other guys doing that would, that like that would never it, happen, honestly. Yeah, you just couldn't see that, right? You couldn't see him having Giannis in his Bucks uniform or or you know Luca in his Mavericks uniform doing like the, the, the art of the pick and roll or how to conduct how to you know go inside outside, you know, pass into the post, things like that. So that taught a lot of us the game, you know, the, the little tips of the game when you would have, you know real NBA players out there teaching with red, with his cigar in his mouth and his little <laughs> Celtics jacket on, like so, telling them where to go. Cause yeah. obviously before he was a general manager or president, he was a coach. Yep. Yeah. It's a little different when you, when you're watching red go through drills, than your little, you know, your bitty basketball coach. Yes. Yeah. Cause, Cause it's just like, wait a minute, dude, who are you? Right. <laughs> now red is like, Oh, I know you. I respect you. Mm-hmm. You red. So put some, yeah, put some respect on that drill. Absolutely. All right. Well, the final topic of the podcast today is probably the most fun one because one, congratulations are in order. 
for our guy, Marcus Smart, and his longtime girlfriend, Mesa. They have tied the knot officially. And that guest list was, of course, loaded with stars. But there were some former Celtics, current Celtics. Terry Rozier was there. Obviously, Jalen and Jason were there. If that cleared up any question about whether or not they had, were friends, weirdness. But <laughs> that's weird. Ime Udoka, though, he was on the list. I think that's probably the most. Honestly, between Ime and Brad Stevens, those are the two that shocked me. Because I genuinely, like, I follow a few people that I knew were going to be at the wedding. And I was like, "Is Brad? was Brad invited? Is Brad going to still show up? I was waiting. And oh. I saw the guest list. He was on there. I saw half of the guest list. I'm still trying to find the other half, but Brad was going to be there regardless. You think so? As, well, th- think about the relationship between Brad and Marcus. I mean, Marcus was the first guy that Brad coached that really had some kind of sustaining process. So to, to <laughs> me, when I think about when I when I think about that wedding, the, the, I, I got a million and one questions. But well, I, look, question I would have loved to be a fly. Would, <laughs> did would would you put Brad and Eme and Wick at the same table? And if oh, you did, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, wait a minute. See, I'm, I actually know like, I have the guest. I like, would love to know what the seating arrangement is. All right. So I found the list on my phone. Mike Zarin and Brad Stevens were at the same table. Udoka was at a different table. <laughs> I'm trying to see if anyone <laughs> to confirm. Wow. A different okay. table, Gary. The, the the person planning was very, very intentional about where people were sitting. To answer oh, your good. Question. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm looking the to see what that Udoka's table. Yeah. Because the worst thing you want to have happen is that somebody put this together and just like randomly put people there. And then next thing you know, you got a table with like Brad and Ime and Wick. That's awkward, awkward. and uncomfortable. Capital A. Um, and no one, to me, at that table, no one is going to win. No one is going to have a good time because there's just uneasiness all the way around for lots of different reasons. Regardless of who you believe or who you think is right or wrong, mm-hmm. it's going to be awkward. We all agree that that would have been an awkward Fact. session. I don't know exactly where the tables were, but the numbers are also very far apart. So I want to imagine that they weren't near each good. other either. <laughs> I did good. see that their, their wedding, because I'm nosy, their wedding planner... She was like, I think she got Forbes like best wedding planner for a certain year. So I would hope that would be part of being a wedding planner, paying a lot of attention to detail, especially when it comes to high profile people where honestly, it's easy research because everything's in the news anyway. <laughs> yeah. You don't want your wedding to be that wedding that people talk about for all no. the wrong reasons. Nope. Like, did you get that? And no. Brad, you don't want to, you don't want that to be the all the reports that we hear about the wedding was great. Everyone had good time. You look at the photos that they took. It was Beautiful. awesome. Um, YG and I, I performed in Eric Bellinger, which was cool. He had, like, actual celebrities. Like, Who's like, Eric Bellinger? They're R&B singers. They're singers. They're modern-day musicians. Have you heard of Eric Bellinger, Sharon? Look at, oh, I have. I see the, you have? Or you have what's not? His hit, what's his hit song? He said, I have or you have not. I have. Okay. What's his, his hit song? His name. Go ahead. I can't even tell you. Come on, come on, Bonnie, you. This is your. It's your category. What's his hit song? No, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm an expert on him specifically, but I'm saying he's a like a relevant artist. I don't okay, have to listen to everybody that exists, but he's like a more modern day R and B singer. Okay. <laughs> don't come for me. <laughs> Keep me in mind. Does that sound familiar? 
No, but Ooh. he has writing credits with Usher, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber. He, you know, honestly, he was probably a writer before he became a, a actor. Yeah, song, more of a songwriter. Song. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm just you know asking. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that Mark is smart. <laughs> well, you better, better watch it. Watch yourself. Nah, it looks like a, a good time. Um, I do it's like a- that Jalen posted like my brother for life. The picture of them at the wedding as well. Again, I think that clears up any confusion about. Well, this is the, but here's the thing about Jalen and Marcus, though, and, and I don't think people fully understand this. But if you understand how family dynamics work, you will kind of get it. Yeah, you are going to have issues with your brother. Nothing's you perfect. To death. Right, you get a nerve sometimes. Yeah, and so and the thing about it, the only difference between them and a lot of other folks who have brotherly like relationship is that the other relationships don't get they're not front and center. They're not talked about publicly the way they are when you're a pro athlete and you have a really tight bond. In fact, I, I enjoy when I see players going at each other because something that Larry Brown told me a long, long time ago about NBA players is that, you know, they uh, you want guys who care enough to cuss each other out, care enough to go at each other. Because uh, if you got a team and everyone is getting along and nobody's saying nothing, uh, there are feelings that they are masking not, yep. just, just to just get along. Uh, and that's not going to win your championships. Um, it's just not. So I love the fact that when they when they got at each other. Um, yeah. I love when Jalen got pissed at Marcus for making <laughs> putting on a damn popcorn in his car. I would be mad too. That's yeah, actually funny. Yeah, I would yeah. be mad too. Those pranks so, are always good. <laughs> but does that mean I'm going to like you know be ready to, to, to you know not passing the ball? Or, yeah, or, like come on. I'm just going to let him know, bro. I think what you did was messed up. <laughs> Don't and we gonna keep him? Yeah. So no, I'm I'm much respected him. I I, I I love to see that. I love to see that. We love love over here on the A-List podcast. Gary, any thoughts on the wedding? I mean, did you get to consume all the, the Instagram? I saw the photos. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that, you know, they all showed up. Jason, you know, and Brad. And I mean, I thought it was fun. It was a, a and I think it was kind of like a way for Marks to let everybody know that he's good now. Uh, the trade is two plus months ago. And I think he's looking forward to playing in Memphis. I think he's in a good place and he, he'll have a real contribution, obviously a chance to contribute to that team. He'll be the starting point guard until Ja comes back and who knows what's going to happen when Ja comes back, how long it's going to take him to get in shape and all that other good stuff in terms of his suspension. So I think it's good for Marcus to just, he's got his team, you know, and this is what, 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 you know, Memphis is looking to compete in the West. The West is treacherous. So you got a real dog out there for him. And I just think it was good for him to and not forget the nine years he spent in Boston and all the friendships he made and not be petty. You know, I'm not inviting this person. I'm not inviting Brent. Yeah. Like, you know, get over I'm it. I'm inviting them at this point. Yeah. I or like, I don't, I don't want you in my big... Like you, you built these friendships, and I'm sure him and Brad have had conversations in the in the, in the times, hmm. the weeks since the trade, and probably said, "Hey, man, I'm you know, it's a business." And I think Marcus understands. After nine years, he's seen teammates traded. He's seen what happened to Isaiah Thomas. He's seen what happened to a lot of guys that you know he was down for, and they went to other teams or whatever. Jay Crowder and Marcus Morris and all those mm-hmm. guys he played with. You know Terry Rozier, who got invited to the wedding. Who's there? Who, yeah. Rose, Terry Ro- Terry Rozier was there. So um, to me, I think it was a good way to to end a relate in the relationship. Not end it, but like complete it. It's over now. He moves on to his next step. Celtics move forward. Maybe they, you know, Mark. Maybe they meet. They meet in a couple of months in Memphis, and we'll see what happens there. But. I think, and I just think the whole thing, 
with Jalen and Marcus, <laughs> I mean, I think they've admitted like they've had their times where they have fought. They fought yeah. in the bubble. Like, and people don't want to believe me and thought I was lying when I said it. We believe you, Gary. You know we believed you. That that they actually, they were like, they were the ones that went at each other in the bubble Mm -hmm. and they had to have some mediation. You You just start choking, Gary. That's all. You just start (laughs) choking. He he was like, I'm saying what I said. I I hate to say it like that, but, you know, they've had ups and downs and now it's ups and they have a high amount of respect for each other. And I thought it was cool. Jalen came and Jason, you know, just to have look like Jalen was having a good time mm-hmm. uh, at, at the thing. And Marcus, it's Marcus's day and he deserves it. He's a hardworking guy. He's had a lot of adversity in his life. A lot of family members, you know, I'm sure he was sad that his mom couldn't be see her son get married. And it's very sad in terms of you look at Marcus's background and his brother and things like that, all of what he's been through. And fa- other family members passing away and him probably being the breadwinner in the family and having to support a lot of pressure on a man who literally is just 29 years old. OK, I mean, I don't know if I'd have been able to handle that at 29 years old or either of us. And Kwani, that was like a year and a half ago for you. So, you know, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Kwani would be able to handle it fine, I'm sure. But. I think this is a great moment for Marcus. It's his biggest day, and I applaud him, and I'm rooting for him in Memphis. That is beautiful. Congratulations once again. That's all we have for this week's episode. Next week, though, we're going to have a NBA season preview of the 2023-2024. I promise we're going to get a guest next week. We're going to get a good guest. guest. Let's get a good guest, too. too. That's a tease. I'm thinking our man Vincent Goodwill might be available. The whole point was to not Never. give it away if you did have a guest. Is he? Is it him? It's good. I, will, I will talk to I will talk to Vincent, and he has no choice. I'm sure he'll. We'll make time for Vincent Goodwill. Oh yeah, next week for his opinions because he's got them. That's mm-hmm. the one thing he never lacks his opinions. Never. That's right so, on everything. On Let's everything. Do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, until then, thank you for listening to this episode of the A List Podcast. Bonnie Lunas, HR Blakely, Gary Washburn. We'll be back next week. Make sure you tune in. Thank you. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube at YouTube TV. Ever wish you could navigate the betting field with the confidence of a pro? Enter Odds Are. They're not a sports book, but they're the sports betting advisor you always needed. It's like having a playbook for smarter bets right in your pocket. I've been absolutely loving the experience, and I think you will too. Especially since Celtics All Access listeners get a 30-day free trial. Elevate your game day and join the smart betting revolution. Go get it at oddsr.com slash Celtics. That's oddsr.com slash Celtics.